Now those boundaries are for you. They're not for the narcissist. They're not for anybody else. Are you involved in a crazy relationship? Maybe your relationship feels toxic or feels frustrating and you're just like, I don't really know what to do. Maybe you've started to research or you've started to look or something has brought you to this channel that's been like, I think I might be dealing with a narcissist. I might be dealing with someone who has narcissistic traits or tendencies or, or however you want to label it. At the end of the day, toxic is toxic, abuse is abuse. And when it comes down to it, you need to make sure that you're protecting yourself, that you're being safe and that you're working on your healing, growth, and change, because no one else is gonna do that for you. I hope even today, just finding this video, it might give you an idea about narcissism and also like help you in your journey. The thing I wanna to talk to you today is how to deal with a narcissist. And if you guys are new here, I'm a narcissist. And you're like, why would you be on this channel? Well, I'm on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. My life has been radically changed and is still growing, developing. I'm in therapy to continue working on myself, the behaviors, the thought patterns, the processes, all those things like that to become a better person, to work on those negative and toxic behaviors and to not exemplify them on a day-to-day -day basis, but to work on that change, that growth, and that healing. And I try to be able to do that with sharing my story, with talking about narcissism, and putting up content everywhere so people understand what narcissism actually is. And as I work with people on one-on-one -on -one and in coaching and in events and things like that, is to try to help people grow, heal, and change through breaking out of a trauma bond, through getting through the rumination and the addictive cycle that keeps you stuck and going back to the narcissist, of getting to the place of developing good boundaries that establish you of where you're going, your vision, your values, of who you need to be, of living with intention, with the mindset that's going to transform your life and your heart so that you're able to live free from that toxic behavior from that toxic person. We do this in a couple different ways, whether that's one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can reach out to rawmotivations.com. You can follow on any of the platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're all over the place. Just look up Raw Motivations. We'd love to have you interact with more of a community. There is a community already out there that we've developed and we're still trying to work on continuing to grow and put a lot of effort into it to help people heal, grow, and change. And that's the NARC app. If you haven't had a chance to be able to see it, download it. And just look it up on Apple or Google Play. Just type in N-A-R-C, NARC. What it stands for is Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. It's a community of like-minded people that are engaged in giving advice, that are engaged in supporting, that are engaged in helping you on your journey forward. And as people interact on the app and as they communicate and as they help guide people as they continue through that growth and power, they're able to engage in courses and understand healthy dating after abuse, understand boundaries, understand gaslighting, understand the lies that the narcissist tells, understand different things that help with the crazy making. And then as people get through that, they start getting to a place of going no contact and they start being accountable and recording their no contact every single day or writing in their journal and helping people understand, hey, this is a place that I'm coming back to every single day to make sure I'm grounded in the truth of the situation. We also have weekly lives that we have in there and also monthly coaching. Where you're able to get on screen on a Zoom call with a bunch of other survivors, be able to hear and share some of your stories, be able to get coaching that's focused on the future of how you're growing, how you're developing, and continue moving forward. Would you join us today? Would that be something you engage with? If anything, if you don't know what the nine traits of an NPD, Narcissistic Personality Disorder, download the app and look at it because it's free content on there. You can look on it. You can see, hey, this is what the nine traits are. and goes through and explains them. 
just that might help clear up some ideas of what's actually going on or what's actually going on in your relationship. So how do you deal with a narcissist? So I'm going to just talk about four simple points of how to deal with a narcissist. Know, grow, show, and go. Okay? So the first thing you have to do is you have to know. You have to understand what you're dealing with. Because again, a lot of people don't understand what you're dealing with. As you open up the door of learning about narcissism and the idea of what is actually out there or who is actually out there or what am I actually dealing with, it's almost like you unscrew the fire hydrant and you just start drinking from the fire hydrant. It's overwhelming. It's crazy. It's like a ton of stuff. And you're like, I did not understand that all the stuff actually was out there. And it starts to be like, how does this even make sense? Like the same aspects of my narcissist are the same aspects of the narcissist in Germany, in Australia, in Hawaii, in the US, in Canada, everywhere. How is it all the same? And as you start to realize and learn and understand more of like the core of narcissism, the shame, the avoidance, the the guilt, the rejection, all different types of things that prompts some of these behaviors and mechanisms that are unhealthy and that are toxic and a lot of times very abusive, you start to realize more and more that you're not crazy. That the stuff that you've gone through has brought you to this place where it feels like you're crazy. It feels like you're insane at times. When you look back on the past and you're like, I I can't remember. I don't know. Was that actually real? Was that not real? Was that me? Was that them? The first step is to know. And get into places where you can learn and where you can understand a lot of things. Whether that's coaching, whether that's therapy, whether that's courses, whether it's on whatever platform. Just help understand and know. And know first off that that first aspect of like drinking from a fire hydrant, that's okay. It will pass. It won't be forever. It feels like in the moment of like, I can't do this forever. Like we know, we get that. And you're not going to do that forever. But being able to consume and understand a lot of that knowledge is huge in your healing and in your journey of understanding the truth of the situation or the truth of the other person or the truth of what actually happened. So first up is dive in, like learn, understand, know, courses, coaching, therapy, whatever it is, find out and know what you're dealing with. The second thing is grow. Grow in your resilience of who you actually are. Grow in not just what you know, but how you're applying that to your own life. Because the majority of time when you're with a narcissist, you don't have a chance to be able to grow or develop yourself. The only thing you have a chance for is to just continue existing, to continue life, like hoping it'll get better, hoping that there'll be a future, hoping that this person will stop being the person that they are. But the more and more you're with them, the more and more you realize the person they were never even existed. Growing your self-worth and who you are apart from what you do and who you are apart from who you're with, of who you are apart from anything else. What makes up you? So many times we get confused about what our worth is based on, what our worth is built on. And people are like, you know, I don't feel like I'm worth it because of this person and how they treated me. Well, that person has a skewed sense of worth because what they did to you is not worth or respectful or caring. But so often we want to attribute our worth based on external validation. And so it's learning about self-worth. It's learning how to build up your self-confidence. It's learning how am I going to develop confidence today? Okay, it's by setting an intention, setting a goal, reaching it, and doing the same thing again, understanding, wow, I can actually accomplish things. Like, I'm not that person that the narcissist made me out to be. I'm not that incapable person that my abuser said that I was. I'm not all these things. I can actually be confident. And when you start living with confidence, when you start living with the idea of being congruent of where you're going and what you're doing and having those two things align, then that's when you start to learn and grow so much more. 
But the first thing you have to know, the second thing is you have to grow. The third thing is you have to show. You have to show that growth. You have to demonstrate. You have to put it in practice. It's not enough just to know the head knowledge, to grow yourself, but then you have to actually do something about it. Typically, what we see in a narcissistic relationship is you have to grow and you have to show that by establishing boundaries. Now, those boundaries are for you. They're not for the narcissist. They're not for anybody else. A boundary is for you. And you're like, why would I need a boundary? Because a boundary is protection. The narcissist will think that a boundary being set up or a boundary being established is prison and is trying to keep them a certain way. But a healthy person in a healthy relationship, a boundary is actually protection, protecting the things that you love, protecting the emotions, the heart, the idea that, hey, I do have that self-worth, that self-confidence, like this is who I am and I'm not letting someone else take that away. You see, boundaries are the proof of your change and of your growth, not of the narcissist, of you. Of how am I growing? How am I changing? I'm establishing boundaries that actually tell, like, actually have a level and a limit that says, hey, this is the highest amount of shit that I'm going to tolerate from you. Like, I'm not going to tolerate you screaming at me. I'm not going to tolerate you abusing me. I'm not going to tolerate X, Y, and Z. Oftentimes, they don't respect. They won't respect your boundaries. And that gives you a clear and a quick idea of, hey, this person doesn't care about me and they're not invested in themselves and they're not invested in me. So oftentimes you have to go to the place where you're doing a gray rocking method. Caution, be careful. Gray rocking, I normally say works 50% of the time. You have to know the narcissist in your life to understand, hey, if I gray rock, are they going to accelerate their abuse or will it decelerate? And you have to be careful about that. And gray rocking is the idea of being as uninteresting as possible in your actions and your responses and in your words. So not giving a reaction and sometimes letting that just kind of like fade to the side so you can build an exit strategy to be able to get out. Because that's the fourth thing is go. You need to heal yourself. And a lot of times you can't heal yourself in a toxic environment. Are there people that do that? Yes, but we're talking like 5%. A lot of people need to be able to get out of the relationship because of that anxiety, that toxicity, that adrenaline that's happening every single day. They're not able to effectively heal or especially quickly heal at all. You see, if there's no boundaries, then there's no respect. Then there's no change. And oftentimes people hold on to the fact of like, maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll get better. Maybe there's hope. The nurses wants you to latch onto the maybes because if they can keep you latched onto the maybes, they'll continue moving forward with life and string you along forever. But I want to, what I want to tell you right now is if there's no truth, if there's no truth in the relationship, if there's no truth in your mind of what's actually happening, what's actually going on, if there's no truth, there's no hope. There's no healing. And there's no change. So the question is, what are you going to do today? What stage are you on? Maybe it's no, maybe it's grow, maybe it's show, maybe it's go. Like what stage are you on today in your path, in your process? It's okay if you've been with them for X amount of years and you're still on the first stage or you're still on the last stage, whatever it might be. The idea is that you're constantly looking at your life and you're saying, how do I continue to grow with who I am to demonstrate that to the people around me, to show it. And how do I get to the place where I have healing, growth, and change? Sometimes you can do it in a certain circumstance. Sometimes you can do it in another circumstance. I coach and I work with people that are in all aspects of life that have already left, that are still stuck, that are trying to build an exit strategy that don't know where to start. That goal is understanding what you're dealing with, learning about yourself, learning about what you need to do, implementing those things, and then...